I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Ben Carter. I head up Hip Hop by the Numbers on Twitter, where I use hip hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. And I am director of The Fifth Element, where I highlight the fifth element of hip hop, which is knowledge. And welcome to Digging in Digits. Good evening, Ben. Hey, I woke Charlie. up for some money. What song is that? <laughs> Did you get money? Did you get paid? No, no, just, uh, I was just thinking about uh, what we're talking about and I just thought I'd be funny with it. <laughs> yeah, man, I've been struggling. Hey, you know what? I actually got paid this morning. I got paid from uh, Universal, so that is true. That is true. Universal came through with the check. Uh, thank you very much for paying me for the article I wrote. So I did wake up with some money this morning. It was a great morning. Ben woke up to some money, ladies and gentlemen. I know, man. It's been a great day so far. What's been happening? Uh, it's it's been cool, man. It's been cool over here. You know, just the uh, um, I'm just it's just been a lot of procrastination and just a lot of trying to force myself to do do stuff this past week. Honestly, I've just been like. And that's basically what's just been. So that, so that, so that point, you know, it's it's one of those. I think we've talked about this before, where it's like, um, you know, we do this stuff because we love it, but you know, love is fleeting. <laughs> <laughs> love is fleeting. You know, sometimes you just don't want to do it. And when and the thing that replaces that is, is discipline. And I guess I haven't achieved that level of discipline yet. You know, so. You know, so we're getting there. We'll get, we'll get there. But um, I've finally, I've, I finally actually uh, finished watching the Wu Tang documentary series. Oh yeah, how'd it go? I was actually stuck on just like watching the last two. <laughs> I was stuck on watching the last two episodes all this time, honestly, and I've just never found time to do it. And I was just awake last night. I was like, you know what? Let's just crack this out and and give it a watch. And I finally watched it. So maybe I'll write about it. Okay. Okay. How, <laughs> maybe I will. How was it? In <laughs> it the depends. End? It depends if people. It depends if I care or not. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. Uh, it was a good watch. Um, I could see. It's not as. Um, you know, it's, we're in like a golden age of. I've been saying there's been a lot of golden ages recently. I said that about UK music last week, and I'm saying it about documentaries. But yes, we are in a golden age of documentaries. I believe. Yeah, definitely. And definitely. You know, I think if this was if this was earlier in the decade, then I consider like the Wu Tang documentary be like you know one of the best. But considering of all the documentaries that have come out in the past like five years, I'm just like, yeah, it's it's alright. It's cool. It's cool. You know, it gets the job done of telling the story. I just think there was. Um, I, I don't know. I think it was. I think it was like there was clearly a lot of effort, a lot of artistic effort put into the first episode and the fourth one, and the other two were just like, I, um, you know, this episode we're going to cover that, and then that's basically it. You know, I mean, it wasn't really much, much else. But any, yeah, yeah, anyway, but um, yeah, I, I, I peeped that, and uh, you know, other than, other than that, I'm I'm, I'm just uh, trying to battle this uh, procrastination. So yeah. It's like one of those things, eh, you know, when I was in uni, uh, far out, man. So just always procrastinating. And I just said to you just off air before, like, I don't even know how to procrastinate anymore. It's like my my work is in my room. Like, literally, I'm in my room right now working and my bed is right there. And I just work until I go to sleep and I wake up at 5 a.m. And then I work and then I go out into the world and then I come back and work. It's just... I don't know. I think I think I got into a routine. Like you're right. You do have to work really hard to get into a routine, and and I think I just got into one, and it's really valuable. But also, it's quite stressful. I I don't know. Is procrastination stressful? It, it doesn't. It sounds fun. It sounds restful. Uh, it's, it's 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 not it's not a matter of like stress. It's a matter of just. Um... I, 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 it's it's part it's probably just a lack of discipline to be honest, or just a lack of routine. Because uh. the stuff I do, I'm just like, I can like with the podcast, I can stay on. I can, I have the routine down. You know, what I mean, we record, I edit, I drop it. You know, what I mean, it's, yeah. it's not it's nothing. And throughout the week, I just try and like think of a think of something to talk about for whatever for, uh, for this show and the other and for what's good. So you know, it's it's the routine's there, but for everything else, writing wise, it's just like. It's just like working with other people or just me not having the 
me just not wanting to, it's just not wanting to write I guess and you know it's just a I don't know, it's just one it's just one of those weird things you know that can't really be explained but yeah uh you know there, there are things to get out of it and I just need to I just need to find the routine again with everything on the stick it's just uh stuff can be st- when when another person comes in it's just like you know uh I have to, <laughs> I have to try and like it's just another person to cater to. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, me, me bitching aside, um, how was your week and uh, what did you listen to? Ah, uh, week's been pretty good. Uh, I was actually, you know, we'll talk about Revenge of the Dreamers a little bit, well, in a bit. But I listened to a lot, and I listened to that West Side Gun album, and I don't think it was anywhere near as good as Benny's EP. It was pretty good, and it's like very violent. Uh, it's like 65% of the lyrics are about drugs and violence. And I've been sleeping on Griselda, but they're a problem. Like, they're a genuine problem. They're, they're, they're incredible. I, I didn't realize that they... Because they, they have such a buzz, and, and I just wasn't engaged in it. And then I started getting into the Griselda kind of... Mm. Mm, what's the right word? Vacuum. And I'm like, wow, man, these guys are really, really spitting. Mm. So the album is pretty good. I would definitely say uh, people go listen to it. Check out that Mayhem Loren verse because this guy has, oh, man. Ever since I saw him on that uh, Action Bronson, uh, Fuck That's Delicious, I started checking out his music. And, yeah, he's he's rapping pretty heavy. Uh, I also listened to Marshmello's album, Joy Time 3. Which sounds like a little bit more mature than his previous <laughs> <Okay>. stuff. <laughs> look, man, look, you know, I, I listen widely. I listen very widely. I have very, very, you know, I don't know. It's very discordant, some of the stuff I listen to. It's a pretty good album. It's um, it's not as crazy as his previous stuff. It's not as, like, heavy. It's just a little bit more chilled and a little bit more muted. And I like it. It's more of a vibe. Uh, Yaysayer's album, which I did not like. Uh, I don't think Yaysayer have been any good since like whenever they drop their first album uh i think that whole wave is just over now um it's really disappointing like animal collective broken social scene all that kind of stuff uh wi-fi is funeral i listened to very very smooth very short like only i think it's an ep like six tracks decent album and machine gun kelly's album now i don't know like I actually went on a date with a girl earlier in the year. and Yeah, that was not on my radar, we'll be honest. I went on a date with a girl earlier in the year, and she told me that Machine Gun Kelly was, like, the hottest guy ever. And I'm looking, I'm like, you're 34. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly? She's just like, yeah, he's, he's lyrics. And you know what? I'm not going to say he's the hottest guy ever, but he can actually spit. He's spitting hard, like, really, really well. It's very seamless. It's like... This is good music. I don't know if it's because I'm white and I'm, I'm just meant to like this. This is what this is our our culture, but this is a good album. And and I hate to. Say, I didn't want to say it, but no, that's. I think that's it. It's it's def, it's like Yellow Wolf. It's in the Yellow Wolf like kind of kind of realm. And and maybe that's why I connect with it. I don't know, but like man, mm-hmm. if you're white like mm-hmm. me and you uh, live with your parents like me, you might like Machine Gun Kelly. Check him out. Oh boy, what a lot to unpack there. A lot to unpack. <laughs> what have I'll you just, been listening? Stick it to, um, <laughs> you tell um, me what you've been listening to, to, to the to the non roast to the non roasting uh, side of it. Um, I actually I was thinking I was thinking about this now. Like New York, New York rap's making a comeback. Just just a little yeah, bit, not is, like not full on comeback, but it's it's there's some inroads. There's some inroads being made there, and obviously the Griselda boys are leading that. And there's also there's a project I listened to earlier in the year called uh, by the Hoodies, and it's just like these two young dudes, and they're from New York. And it's just, oh, it's just filth. It's just grimy. It's yeah. great. It's just, oh, it's just so, it's it's so New York. I love it. It's just, it's, it's such a it's such a vibe. I love it. Um, yeah, as to what I listen to, uh, <laughs> so funny, funny. So, uh, shout out to the good people. That's literally what they're called. Um, I think it's like a duo, and uh, they they have a they have one album. Well, actually, you know what? Firstly, shout out to Hip Hop Golden Age just to just to cite Hip Hop Golden Age because. They did the a mid a mid year like a top thirty or whatever, just best albums of twenty nineteen so far. And I was just going through them, and I was just looking at some stuff that I haven't seen before. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a crack. I'll give that a crack. So basically, that's been my whole week of just uh, looking up, looking on their list, and just uh, looking at mm. stuff that 
I haven't seen, yeah, I haven't, seen, I haven't heard yet. So, shout them out. Um, yeah, so shout out to the good people uh, dropping the summer EP. Very literally how you can imagine it. It's just uh, just some chill hip hop vibes, uh, very summery, and they talk about summer shit. And it's, it's just it's just good. It's just good to listen to when it's when the sun's out. And it's twenty degrees. You're, like, you're feeling good. Um, a group called uh, I think it's a duo again called Tensei uh, T E N S E I uh, dropping an album called Constellations. And uh, yeah. The, I've, I've, I think the fact that it's gone out of my head a little bit is just, it's just basically how I feel about it. It's just, it was just, it was okay. You know, it was, it was very, it was very floaty, very spacey. Um, but uh, yeah, it's nothing. It wasn't really nothing to grab me by. There were some good features on there by people I haven't really heard of. But um, yeah, other than that, it was, it was okay, but yeah. not really that uh, that memorable. Uh, Khan K spelled K A A N. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I forgot the. I forgot the um, meaning. I forgot the meaning of the name. It's like knowledge something something something. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. He dropped an album called Gathering uh, late earlier this year, and I've okay. been trying to. I've been meaning to listen to it for ages. I actually had a a week span where I just listened to all Khan and uh, just his old stuff and just trying to find good stuff. But yeah, compared to the stuff I listened to previously from Khan, I'm just like, mm, this is this is this ain't it. This this ain't it. So okay, I'm not unlucky there. But his old his old his older stuff is freaking amazing. So right. I highly recommend. Uh, just just not gathering. <laughs> the rest of it is fine. And uh, lastly, well, well, there's two more. But lastly, for this uh, for this uh, particular segment of our show, um, Soul Development S O L Development. The soul of black folk. Now, if you're talking about Machine Gun Kelly and Yellow Wolf, right, and being a white dude, right? Yeah. This is some black shit right here, boy. Okay. This is uh, so good. It's it's okay. it's so black. It's great. It's it's my soul was filled, literally, no pun intended. No pun intended, fuck pun it. Intended, S-O-L, man. Yeah, my, soul was, my soul was full, pun intended. And um <laughs> and uh yeah man, it was uh boy, it was it was just a it was just really it was heavy but also had just a, a lot of gospel elements there was just a lot of topical elements you know political bars we've talked about that about that before yeah, yeah and just the overall vibe was very very embracing very embracing like it was it was it was telling you what's going on but it was it still had that just um very light element and uh yeah it was just a dude rapping and there was like a couple of vocalists with him and there was like some band work there was some there was a couple of trap beats in there it's just a great mix of of just everything it's just it's like a great amalgamation uh kind of like um you know the highest of the high of that kind of album being miseducation lauren hill it's, it's kind of in that vein of just having like loads of elements from loads of genres and it just works it just works so but um, yeah, cool. yeah other, other than that, uh, obviously the one, the the one uh, you know that I haven't talked about is uh, Revenge of the Dreamers, which yeah. is obviously our uh, catalyst for the topic of this show uh, for, the, for this episode, um, Revenge of the Dreamers three. Now I've said this, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, just for just for on wax. I didn't even know there was two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't know there was two until obviously like they, they, they 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 were like teasing this, teasing the third one. So yeah, yeah I I had no idea, but um. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, I guess we should start of thoughts on the album itself. So uh, and then we can uh, get into the overall topic of the show. Uh, this album, a lot of people said that the same thing as you on Twitter. They're like, "There's two of them." I'm like, yeah, there's two of them. And I actually put this album on. Look, I'm uh, <laughs> straight, straight, straight out of the gate. I'm not the biggest J Cole fan, and I'm not the biggest Dreamville fan. I I just have not really connected with their music, but put this album on when I was driving back uh, from somewhere. And in Australia, we have very, very strict rules against touching your phone while you're driving. You can't touch your phone. You lose five points in your license. If you do it twice, you lose your license. And it's like a $1,000 fine. It's very expensive. So I put it on, on, on the freeway, Oof. and I couldn't touch my phone. I, I was like, I'm going to sit down. I've got a 40-minute drive. I have to listen to this album. And I didn't know any of the features because I, I couldn't see them. Like I didn't have, I was just playing through the speakers. And I was like, wow. The first couple of songs I'm sitting there so jaded. I'm like, man, I, in my own head, just this negative retort. I hate J. Cole because I was in a bad mood anyway. I hate J. Cole. I'm not going to like this album. But, and I'm like, and, and then and then I'm like in my head, are they going to win me over? What are they going to, how's this going to work? They won me over so much. This album is is fire like oh my gosh the production is great it, it, it just like leads into each song um 
it feels like you know they're in the studio together, which they were. We've we've all heard the the stories, one hundred and twenty artists and whatever. But yeah, I, I just really like the album. I think it's a great hip hop album. It's what I really wanted from the Beast Coast album. I wanted bars, and I wanted to listen to the lyrics. I, I I like it when you can listen to the lyrics and actually hear something, not just really cool slick talk, but like messages and and themes and emotions and and i actually got that from this album so i really enjoyed it wells fargo is is crazy the way they're spitting on that uh yeah i like the album a lot i didn't expect to what do you think mm. so for for those that didn't get my initial reference at the start of the show that was the reference to uh, uh forgot, god i forgot the name of the track already <laughs> let me let me repeat that out right quick under the sun that's it yeah under the uh, sun yes uh, that was a that's obviously the first track on the album, and the chorus is done by the goat Kendrick Lamar. And I actually didn't clock that at first. I did not <laughs> clock it at first. I was just walking the dog as I do, and I'm just and I was just like I, I completely just went over me because I was just trying to see my problem with my problem with uh, label albums, and especially for something like this of this scale. Is simply because, and it's, and it's funny you mentioned Beast Coast because I had this kind of the same problem where I was where I just sometimes where I'm listening to something and I don't know who's on who's on the who's on the track right now. Like I have to look, and even then sometimes I just can't decipher which is which. Mm. And that was that was my main big problem with Beast Coast, where like just all of them sound the same. Like I knew. The, I knew the Flatbridge Zombies were, and I knew, and I know most of them. I've I've listened to Kirk and I. I've listened to Nick Caution before, but like just, uh, just when when it, when they're on the same track together, I just can't decipher. And it was and that was kind of my problem here, and kind of always my problem with albums of this stature, um, and especially for something like this specifically, where they have obviously artists that, I mean, I mean, J- I think J Cole put it on Twitter like. Uh, I guarantee you that someone that there'll be someone on this album that you've never heard of, and if you haven't, check their stuff out, which is obviously always a good thing to say. But damn, sometimes it's just such a struggle to to it. It kind of takes me out of it sometimes, where I have to, where I have to, I don't know why I have to know who's who's on it right now. I could just enjoy it remotely and just uh, you know just take myself out of it and just enjoy the time but i want to but if it's if it's good i want to know who's doing it you know what i mean yeah. i'm like all right this is cool who is it and i can't decipher that sometimes so but other, but other than that overall i just uh overall i, enjoy, I enjoyed it considering it's you know an hour and four minutes and because there's like a ton of people here you know it's, it's good it's, it's it's a good it's a good album there's, there's some great highlights here under the sun's a great track for me uh down bad has some good good verses on their lambo trucks mad funny uh, what's what's the other Wells, Far- Wells Fargo is the one where they do British and it's like had me the bazooka. That's funny as shit. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, nineteen ninety three is a banger. Uh, I think uh, Sunset is a banger. I think that's the one. Or Rembrandt Running Back. That's the one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good there's a lot of good verses on here. Bars is I think Bars is someone that I've listened to, I listened to Milky Way I think well last year and I still got a couple of tracks on regular rotation from him. And I think he just has a good variety, which I kind of enjoy, and it kind of it kind of makes me make kind of makes me label him as the MVP of this late of this album, just just because of that. When whenever he came on, it was something different, mm. and I kind of respect that. Um, I wish, if in terms of wishes, I wish there was more Ari Lennox, but yeah. that's just me because I just really enjoy Ari Lennox. And considering she just dropped an album, I can understand why she's not in it as much. She's only there for like I don't know a chorus for one song and uh, some. Uh, what's what's the word like backing vocals I guess for the for another one so you know she she isn't there much but you know overall it's um yeah so it's a it's a good it's a good album um I honestly wouldn't I, I probably won't put it in my top ten simply because I just uh simply because of the just the reason I gave before gave beforehand of the negative but uh you know. That's just that's just the nature of the beast when it comes to these kind of albums where like um, it's just a, it's just it's just a, it's an exploration and sometimes I don't want to explore I just want to like you know I just I just want to listen to it but I can't because I need to know who did it. <laughs> yeah, I totally. I need to give credit, <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, that's, well, the, well, uh, that's just me. It's a unique issue that this album had because. 
there are 68 guest spots on the entire album, like spread across spread that's across nuts. 36 that's a guests. Dumb number. So there are 36 guests, but 68 like so you know you're getting hit from here from there you don't know who's who's who like i ran the splits and like ari lennox came 19th mm. with 1.8 percent of the lyrics and baz was 10th with 2.9 percent you know guap dad 4000 came fifth with 5.7 percent look if i go down this list we got cole jid i know them uh baz i know him reason i know him of course dreezy ti that was crazy when ti came on i was like is that ti I was like, that's T.I. Mm. That was that was really mm. cool. Ari Lennox, uh, Baby, Ty Dollar, Vince Staples. But like, why, why am I... Li- There's so many. There are so many people. And so I totally understand what you're saying. But, but I was able to do it from the other side. I didn't really care that much about who was on the album. I just stepped back and listened to it as a listening experience because I was very interested to see how cohesive this album would sound a lot of people were saying, how can they possibly create something like an actual album experience with so many different artists? And mm. so I, I just went into it like not mm. under, recognizing I would not really know who was who and just being like, okay, let's see how this goes. And yeah, it was it was incredible. The, the thing that Cole said uh, is very true. And I really like the fact there was actually like, I ran the social media numbers and there's like, wait, hang on, one, two, there are three songs on here, uh, Lambo Truck, Sleep Deprivation, and PTSD, where the combined social media following of the artists who perform the song are less than one million. Actually, they're less than 500,000, which is really crazy when you think about it because this is, mm. you know, mm. I, I was saying that Cole could have just grabbed everyone, you know. As you say, like, Kendrick was there and he only spat a hook uh, and, and didn't drop a verse. But, like, everyone, Cole could have just run back and grabbed everyone, but he didn't. He, he kind of looked around and, and tried to found artists that he really connected with and that would fit the project. And there was a lot of artists at these recording sessions that didn't even make the cut. And so... It was just an interesting album. It's a very interesting album to lead into our topic of, uh, I guess, well, how would you say it? Like collaborative album, label albums? Like wh- how would you define it? Uh, so I've, I've said label album, you yeah. know, just uh, just just simply because it's, a la- it's it, you know, when you see the track list, it has Dreamville on it. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's, kind, it's, of, it's kind of how I judge it. It's just a, as a label album you can you can say collaborative album you know i'm, I'm not i'm not the authority on this so I just, i've just literally labeled it as a labeled it as a label album because it's via yeah. the label and you know so it's it's kind of you know dreamers dreamville you know it's kind of the point you know what i mean so uh just one just one point before we continue just uh going on one of your points i actually do i actually did it's a good point we're saying that it's actually cohesive and it goes and it actually blends from track to track quite well and that's something I actually should give it credit for because I didn't say that before but yeah that's a that's a real real good point that actually from song to song it actually just bleeds in quite well as a as a album it's actually very cohesive from a from a sound point of view so yeah. um a good point good point made there but anyway yeah so label albums which is kind of what we're talking about <laughs> 24 minutes into the <laughs> 24 minutes into the actual show recording itself <laughs> now we're actually starting the actual damn show um uh, technically anyway uh yeah so label albums um how do you define a label album uh this is hard this is hard i always go back to dynasty by rock rockefeller and just like look at how messy it can be and and look at no way out by diddy and the family and it, it just it can be messy mm. and so I don't, I don't really know i would class dynasty as a label album uh def jam actually told jay-z to put his name on it because he didn't they didn't think that it would sell the numbers that it needed to sell without jay-z's name attached to it uh diddy's like most people mm-hmm. credit no way out as just puff's album as diddy's album but it's like the family like you know it's bad boy so it's gotten easier 
in in recent times like Maybach Music Group have put out the self-made albums uh Young Money put out their albums that were just clearly label collaborations obviously we had Cruel Summer by Good Music um but but I delineate it from like group uh crew albums which we spoke a little tiny bit about before we got on air uh, like D12 and G Unit, where a crew kind of comes together and put, St. Lunatics is a good example that we spoke mm. about last week, where a crew comes together and and puts together an album. Even though G Unit is a record label, I guess the way I define it is a record label is 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 where people have come to sign and they're they're not they didn't grow up together. It's not their group. It's not like a St. Lunatic situation where St. Lunatics was already a group and Nelly just pulled everyone into the deal with him and then they created their own label or G-Unit, which is similar to that. Uh, it's like Maybach Music Group where Rick Ross just kind of grabbed his, you know, the artists and signed them to his label and then they put out a collaborative album, Self Made mm. Volume 1 or, or whatever. So that's what mm. I would, I would kind of define mm-hmm. it. And I think Dreamville fits that bill, you know, that's a, that's definitely a label album. Oh yeah, for sure. It's definitely yeah. Dreamville definitely fits the fits the bill. I find it. I do. I do find it interesting of, of just trying to decipher what it is. You know, what I mean, obviously crews and labels. I guess the difference is for me is kind of like um. Just just because it has the name on the label, you know, that's it's 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 like it feels called um. It's like if TDE was actually called Black Hippie Entertainment, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so it wouldn't be. It's kind of like that. There's yeah. that. There's that little bit of difference where it's just like obviously Black Hippie's the group, and if it was called Black Hippie Entertainment, then Black Hippie's the label. But obviously, there's them four, and then there's everybody else on the label. So, yeah, yeah. If if it was just them four that did an album. Uh, for those that don't know who Black Hippie is, Kendrick, J Rock, Absol, and uh. Schoolboy Q. Q, fucking hell, Q, that, was, yeah. that was a bit off for me. I was like, um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, that was a major delay, major delay. Jeez, I was having <laughs> yips. Um, anyway, so yeah, if just just for those who don't know and should know, uh, yeah, so there's kind of that delineation that like, that can be made. And calling it, uh, I've always, it's funny how you say No Way Out because I see that as a just a puff album. Uh. I've never really thought about it as anything else. You know, it's just, it, I think that's just a, uh, I think at that point that was just past mentality of just um, of being the marketer that he is of just saying, all right, this is, this is my name on it, but you know, I'm going to get everyone else on it just because, you know, and it, it makes sense. It makes sense from a, you know, marketing standpoint. If, it, if he's the, if he's the guy, then, then shit, put his name on it. If Jay-Z's the guy, then shit, put his name yeah, on it. Yeah. It, 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 I, I, but with that said, with that said, he, they didn't really have to. They could have put Bad Boy. They could have put Rockefeller because people know who they people know who what the label is. It's just when, and it's, sim- it's similar to you when you came into listening to Dream uh, Render the Dreamers because you don't listen to Dreamville. Yeah, you know when you go into that with that notion, you just see it as J Cole and some other some other people. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's easy to fall into that fall into that notion that it's just um you know but, but what if um what if OVO did one right now and judging by the Nelly episode there, that this will never happen by the way just um just go back to the episode if you if you want if you want that knowledge but um yeah if imagine if OVO did one it, people would just see it as Drake album with other people on it <laughs> and you know they have, they all have their own fan bases but people mo- most people would listen to it because of Drake and that's fine that's fine, you know. It's, it's it's just how it is. If so, when people listen to the Black Panther soundtrack, you know, just people saw that Kendrick curated it, and they're like, "Kendrick, say no more. Let's get it. Yeah, <laughs> let's get it. I'll, I'll listen to it. I'll, I'll yeah. listen to anything, Kendrick. You know what I mean? So, and that's not how I thought about it. I just, I honestly, I was honestly more hyped that Black Panther had a soundtrack, to be honest. So yeah, kind of man. Like, and then and then Kendrick, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm oh, I'm, I'm definitely hundred percent in on this. Yeah, that's um, a great but, album. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's it's interesting it's an interesting concept label albums for me simply because um you know like I said is I, I th- well I didn't say actually but I was going to say or I was hinting at you have to I feel like I have to listen to it differently this may be different for other people because obviously you said you just you know didn't see the track list and you just went into it which is probably the right way to go into it I couldn't do that I c- I had to know who exactly is on every track and try and, you know, just 
mentally give people credit on whether I like that or not. Um, so that's that's just me being OCD. But I, f- I believe when it comes to something like this, and especially something like Range of the Dreamers, where, like you said, some there's some people with less than 500k f- social media. That's just that's just unheard of on an album of this scale. Yeah, for sure. Of having someone like J. Cole and then having someone really, really mad small, just like, just a real minnow, you know, just throwing a minnow in an ocean. It's basically what's going on right now. So, um, that's, that's a rare, that's a rarity. That's a rarity. If you have something, uh, even something like Black Panther album, for example, you know, they had some, they had some names on it. They had the Kendricks, you had the Schoolboys, you had the, the, uh, you had the Georgia Smiths, you had the Travis Scott, yeah, yeah, exactly. You had the weekend, you know, and you know there were a couple of other people that I haven't heard of. Obviously, reason at that point wasn't signed to TD. Obviously, there was probably talks at that point, but uh, yeah, I did. I didn't. I never heard of him before that. Uh, what's the other one? S O B R B E. Never heard of them. Never heard of them beforehand. But you know that was that was apparently it was a banging track. So oh, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I think label albums have a purpose, and that was that was kind of the that was kind of the next thing we'll get into. What is the purpose of them? And I think the purpose of a label album, and whether it succeeds or not, is is by the by. I think the purpose of it is simply to just flex who we've who who the squad has basically who who's on the roster, mm. because you know, like for there's many there's many 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 labels, there's many labels, especially now where there's some where there's one person and he or she is the big big cheese and then there's everybody else yes. and you know and 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 sometimes 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 not all the time sometimes the big cheese isn't the best and we don't know that unless something like a label album drops so you know i think it has a purpose in terms of you know mixing in the big talent with the lesser talent for lack of a better phrase and for me, I find that good, um, and for I guess the mainstream audience, I think is good as well because they get a they're forced to they're forced to listen to these people that they either in in any other day wouldn't listen to. It can get very messy with this whole thing where I, I like I agree with you. I just don't always know the motivation where like like with the young money albums for example you know young money have a ridiculous people don't know this i was like uh, people don't know how many artists are truly signed and have been signed to young money and never released a project it's crazy i've got the stats somewhere i'm not going to look for them now but like people just think drake nikki oh. <laughs> yes sorry I'll, I'll i'll find them at some point but it, it, drake nikki Wayne and Tiger. Everyone just thinks of those. But there's just a wild amount of artists. It's like over 30 who have been signed to them and not dropped an album. Like Limp Biscuit was signed to Young Money at one point. It's crazy. So when Young Money dropped those, uh, like Rise of an Empire and stuff, it was clearly designed to give shine to those artists like Gouda Gouda, Euro, um, Flow, uh, Young Hoodie, baby um all these artists that that don't actually even get album releases but they are signed to young money for some reason and i looked at some numbers uh just looking at maybe the juxtaposition between how those label albums did versus the like commercial success of the big artists as you say like the big cheese like for mmg like uh wale Meek and Rick Ross and French. French was on MMG. For Young Money, you know, the big three. So uh, MMG's three self-made albums, the average chart peak was 4.3. Average weeks in the Billboard 200 was 8.3. Now compare that to the average peak of the big three, which was 3.6 and the average weeks, which was 20.8, which is almost was over double. So basically like I see them as... I I don't want to say a selfless act by the big artists, but I see them as, hey, we've got a lot of shine and we're on top at the moment, but we really think you guys have something and we respect you and we want people to hear you. So we're going to use our name to like reach back and pull you up. And I think that's what Dreamville did with this album is that they have a huge name obviously everyone knows dreamville everyone knows cole he's on super fire at the moment like middle child is actually 
his fastest release to platinum. Like he's achieving a new level of commercial success at this point. And it's very inspiring, even though I don't really like Cole's music that much, it's very inspiring to see what he does with his platform. And he reaches back and he's like, man, I'm gonna look around and find all these cool artists I like, and then like bring them up to my level. And so that's what I see these collaboration albums as. It's like, as you say, there's like a big artist or a couple of big artists at a label, and they're just, you know, sprinkling their fame and their social media impact and their, you know, promotional impact upon the artists that are, for whatever reason, I don't know what the reason is most of the time, or the artists that aren't quite as successful as them on the label. And I don't really see it as anything more than that. I don't see it as a commercial statement. I don't see it as, I mean, Revenge of the Dreamers looks like it's going to hit number one, which, as you say, like the, the first two, like the, the second one mm-hmm. hit number 29 and didn't do anything. And the first one didn't even chart because it was a mixtape. But I have a little theory on Revenge of the Dreamers 3. I think mm-hmm. I think that this is going to be the first, or like the most guests on a number one hip-hop album ever. I have to run those numbers, but I honestly think that that's going to be the case because I've gone back over, you know, I've got every number one album and that's kind of crazy to me that there's so many artists on this and, and it's actually going to go number one. But yeah, I don't see it as a huge commercial statement. I see it more as almost i don't as i said i don't want to say selfless act but and and that's why it hurts me that drake has not done an ovo sound album and i actually looked at some of the art the 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 labels without one um dream chasers doesn't have one free bands futures label doesn't have one ti's grand hustle doesn't have one uh and rock nation doesn't have one and of Mm. course ovo um so it's just a, it's a weird little niche in hip-hop. It's a weird little niche. And I wonder if people are really, really checking for these albums. Like, I know they are with Revenge of the Dreamers, but do people really want a self-made four from Maybach Music Group? Or do they really want another Young Money album? Or do they really want... Like, because, you know, Kanye T's Cruel Winter with good music and nothing ever happened of it. Do people do people really mm. even want that? I don't even know because I, I don't really think I care. I don't really mm. want that. I think it differs from I think it differs from label to label honestly. I feel like I didn't really did I listen to Cruel Summer? Regardless if I did, I probably I don't know. It, it hasn't stuck in my brain if yeah, I Yeah, I didn't so, go back to it. You know, it's it was it, 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 I think it I think it really is just from label to label cuz you know, I the one one example I gave you earlier in the week was Jammer is the squad and yeah, you know, yeah. they dropped that they dropped the second one last year to you know a um, to why why I really enjoyed uh, listening to last year, real close to getting in my top ten. But um, yeah, it was just uh, it's just it just really depends on who you mess with, really the most. And for something like, I, I guess it's because we don't really uh, explore labels like that. As much as we think, as much as we like to do, you know, you can you can get into something like a TDE right where, you know, I've listened to Kendrick, I've listened to Jay, I've listened to Schoolboy, I've listened to Scissor, I've listened to Isaiah, I've listened to Absol, N- not as much as the rest, Absol, but um, yeah, I have yeah, I, shout I've out listened to Absol, Absol. Shout out um, and I've listened to, I listened to Zakari as well. So you know, I have listened to these people. But I don't know what a TDE label album would sound like. You know, it doesn't really. Yeah. Set it. I don't really know where it where it would come from. Um, which kind of, just even talking about this actually, just in the moment, makes me feel like this is a real unique project in terms of the fact that, like you said, it might it might have the most features that well guest guest spots to go number one in a rap album. I'm just like, that is significant. That is significant to think about. Whether you either chart that to just being J. Cole influence or Dreamville influence or just because the artists are decent <laughs> in a perfect world, you know, uh, they get, they're getting the credit they deserve. If you really believe that, then sure, go ahead. But um, whatever you chalk it up to, I do find it fascinating that it could go number one with that many guest spots and, <clears throat> and be you know, of a decent quality. Like we said, it's very cohesive for a label album. The others we can name, and we have named over, you know, over the 
over the episode. You know, we can name stuff like Rough Riders as well. Yeah. Uh, well, you, 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 you name pretty much the rest of them. Aftermath. Um, yeah. Oh God, Aftermath. Oh my God. <laughs> Shit. Totally forgot about that. <laughs> oh my God. See, that's an example. That there you go. That's an example of just like. It going wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just it, it can go wrong. It can, it really can go wrong. It's really on a knife edge constantly, where just a couple of shit tracks can just kill it off. And Shady and XV was like that too. I, I, it it really is just a yeah yeah. It's just um. It really is a gauntlet. It really is a gauntlet, and I feel like because it's a um because it's a Dreamville thing and because it's a J Cole thing. I think for that album specifically, it works just because they can all... They, they have the versatility, and that's something that not all labels have. They all have the versatility. You know, they can all go hard with the bars if they want to. I, I would happily love, you know... Th- there are plenty bars of here, uh, bars on here where, like, Jid spazzes out, Jay spazzes out, Bar spazzes out, Omen Loot spazzes out, Earth Gang spazzes out... You know, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot here. Yeah, they're but there's also it. a couple of tracks in here that can be you know just chill, soft. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of there's a couple of you know just um soft tracks there, and it works. Whoever you put on there, and the people I've mentioned also ha- also on them soft tracks. So <clears throat> I just think for this, this is one of the rare occasions where it works simply because. J. Cole in, again, if you want to give him all the credit, then fine by me. He has found some people, a collective of IS, where they are versatile and they can and they can just uh, mould to whatever the beat is and whatever the vibe is and work off that. And mm-hmm. I find that highly valuable uh, to just, 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 just hip-hop in general because obviously there's just trying to just trying to imagine a um, an OVO album. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Please keep that in the hard drive, man. We don't need that one. No one's checking for that. <laughs> keep that in the vault. Keep that in the vault. Keep that away. <laughs> keep that in the vault. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's just um, it's a very it's a very fascinating concept. Just the. You know, just the talking about label albums, simply because it can just be, it can be something like Reggie Dreamers where it works, or it can be something like the Aftermath where Ugh. it's just doo doo, <laughs> it's just doo doo, and Yuck. and uh, and we can't. Well, we probably can't explain it if I listen to it. If I listen to it now, I can probably just go, yeah, I can see why it's doo doo. But um, yeah, man, it just it's it just it's just a uh, it's one of those rare. This is one of those interesting concepts where it can go either really bad or really wrong, and there's no there's no in between. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Shady XV when that dropped, I was like super excited for it, and it's just like, oh, yuck, Eminem, no, what what happened here? And yeah, you're right, it can go it can go terribly <laughs> wrong, it can go horribly right, as it did with No Way Out. Uh, look, I'm calling that a label album because, like, if you look at this this like. Notorious Big, Notorious okay. Big, Mace, Lil Kim, Carl Thomas, Notorious Big, Black Rob. These are just features. LOX, Notorious Big, Lil Kim, Carl Thomas, Genuine, Locks, Foxy, Faith Evans, 112. Okay, you win. Okay, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And the whole thing is produced by, you know, the Hitman. Um, but I don't think Revenge of the Dreamers will hit that level of commercial success. I mean, that had, I think it had two or three number one songs on it, and it's seven times platinum. I think that. When we look at the commercial success of Revenge of the Dreamers 3, a lot of it can come down to streaming uh, and just this new era that we're in where it's really hard to compare as much as I like to do it on hip-hop numbers uh, just for cool statistical facts. It's really hard to compare eras when you're looking at streaming versus pure physical sales. And I don't know, pre-social media, if Revenge of the Dreamers could do numbers like this i just don't know i know that it's it, it's really caught fire on social media and certainly i would not be as hyped for it if i wasn't hanging out on twitter a lot uh because people just been going crazy about it but you know what i i, I was thinking about while you were speaking was especially about like a black hippie project or just any kind of these you know what i really like is i like posse cuts 
I really liked that track on is Vice City on J Rock's uh, nine double oh five nine, which is a criminally underrated project. But when they mm. when when these artists just jump, like I kind of liked the like only uh, or senile uh the Young Money collaboration um with Tiger, Nikki and Wayne, and I really liked those posse cuts, but. But just one song is okay, you know. I don't really want a whole album. And I'm looking at these these labels that have never released a uh, a collaborative album. Like Rock Nation have got a lot of artists over there now. They got a lot of artists, that, but I don't want I don't want anything from them. I don't want to mm-hmm. hear a Free Bands collab album. Like who actually listened to that Quality Control album from last year? It was like 30 tracks. And no one is. I don't know. Look, I people might people might really like that. I don't know, but I never heard anyone talking about it. And and I'm just kind of like, man, what? Why? Why thirty tracks? Like this is just. Mm. You got to really sit down mm. and wade through it. And I think when it when it really yeah. clicks, which I think it did on No Way Out, just because of the 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 skill level of those artists involved. And I think it did on Dynasty by Jay. But you know, um, Dame Dash released "Paid in Full," the the soundtrack to the their movie that they they released, and that was a super rock collaborative album. Like, it had like Cameron, and had all the Dipset on it. It had Jay on it. It had Young Guns. It had I think it had State Property on it. It just had like kind of like Rockefeller when they were at their pinnacle, which was like 0203, where they just had everyone over there. And even that, you know, there's some gems on it. Don't get me wrong, but. But even that, just with such a, a star-studded lineup that everyone speaks of in hushed tones, years later, like that 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 Rockefeller run, man, that was a crazy run. Even that album, uh, I bought on vinyl. I didn't even know what I was buying when I was like fifteen. I'm like, what is this? Dame Dash. I like Dame Dash. I like Rockefeller, and I played mm-hmm. it. And I'm, it. It didn't have that. It didn't have that. It didn't have that, like, I don't know, that essence of, of a real classic album. And as much as I hate to say it, because there was some incredible... Again, it goes back to what I say about posse cuts. Like, I think the thing about Cruel Summer was there was some insane posse cuts on that. Like, Don't Like, Click. Um, you know, there was a couple of others on there. Pusha T annihilated it. Chief Keef mm. turned up. Uh, 2 Chains turned up, you know. So there was some incredible posse cuts, but... In the end, like I just don't hear people talking about that that album anymore, and maybe an EP. EPs are coming back in. Maybe a a, a label EP where it's just like five or six just insane posse cuts over like insane beats, and then just leave it. I don't know. The more that I think and talk about this, the more I'm like, you know what? I really don't really like label collaborative albums that much i just never go back to them and yeah i don't know i don't know it's just they feel a bit redundant a lot of the time mm. i think the it's a good it's a good it's an interesting point about posse cuts because i've always been fascinated by just the posse car in general and you know just stacking uh, I think it's supposed to. I think the. I think the number is four minimum for it to be a posse cut four yep, and above yep, so i would say yeah you know it's um for something, for something like uh, the symphony, for example, which is classed in hip hop law as like you know one of the greatest posse cuts of all time. So, Marley, Marley Marl obviously did the song and the featuring Big Daddy Kane, Cool G Rap, Master Race, Craig G. The reason why that song works in my mind is because they all mess with each other. They're you know they I think they're, they're all Juice Crew. Yeah, the Master Race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, all Juice Crew, all Juice mm. Crew affiliate. So you know, the fact that they knew each other, I think, helps, and I think that's why, again, why Ranger the Dreamers works. Because even though it's you know it's, it's not all Dreamville people, they 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 know each other and they're artistically in tune, and it just uh it, it that's I think that's why some of the most some of the podcasts on there really uh, really work because they just decided on a. Uh, on the concept and they just and they just rolled with it and that and that works when you have those studio sessions i think it really works yeah um one more point about uh just again even though i say all that (laughs) it really does some again i have to say it does jar me that there are so many people on it it really does jar me that's crazy yeah for something the reason why i really enjoyed 
Yeah, the reason why I really enjoyed Jamrisa Squad 2, and I'm just going to say that's my favourite label album just because it's the most re- it's the recency bias, to be completely honest. But the reason why that works is because there's only one track, two tracks, sorry, there's only two tracks on there where it's basically a posse cut, where it's just mad people on it and they're just going at it. Uh, the rest of it is just one or two or three people. So if I can go through tracks right quick, it's um, Actual Proof on one track, Ferrum Monch on one track, Ruben Vincent GQ on one track, Jericho Jackson Conway one track, Don Flamingo one track, Heather Victoria one track, King Draft CJ Fly one track, Ruben Buster, Black Thor, um, Amber Navarin? Amber Navarin, Rhapsody J. Cole's on one track, Sir has his own track, GQ has his own track, Big Crit David Banner is on one track, uh, Rhapsody and Jid on one track, and you know the rest are like uh, pretty much one people, one person. So the reason I f- the reason why I enjoyed that album so much, and this is just again recency bias of just you know the only label album I can actually think of uh, off the top of my head, uh, apart from the other ones that we mentioned, is just simply because it was it was a it, it was open room. It was more open where it's just where where I see something like Revenge of the Dreamers, and even though I enjoyed it to an extent. I see all them names and I just get a bit anxious. <laughs> I, just, I feel a bit claustrophobic. I'm just like, ah, this is a four minute song and there's five people on here. How is yeah, that going to work? Eh? Yeah. It just really messes with me. <laughs> it really does mess with me. There's like not enough real estate for everyone to just, you know, really flex and just say, here, this is my song. I'm taking it. And I think that's kind of the downfall when it comes to just label albums in general. Um, ROTD did it in a in a way where it made it just enough just just enough to be good for me, but I do really get claustrophobic just looking at them names and I'm just like ah too many people and it's only three minute thirty seconds yeah. how is that yep. going to work yeah it's that's just that's just me but um it is is uh it's just I I just if it, I I tell you this if I was making an album. Man, you, I ain't getting many people on it. <laughs> I get that many people. <laughs> Sixty-eight. It's too much. Oh god! Oh god! It's too much. It's too no. much. Yeah, no. yeah. You you nailed it with the the claustrophobic and the the part of me that used to review music is kind of like you got to listen to every single artist and then you've got to like discover what their backstory is and why they're rapping like this and why it's important that they're on this album and and the the 30 year old tired old man in me is just like nah man just listen to the album and if you like it you like it if you don't you don't but but what i find like a bit crazy is like i can't think like that ben i can't think (laughs) you'll get there charlie you'll get there don't worry it comes um but the thing that i find interesting about the difference between like when I listen to those old Clue tapes, I I don't know what I don't know why there's this distinction, but mm. man, I just want to listen to every track. I'm like, holy crap! Look at this like lineup that he's assembled. And even look, you know, we, we joke on Carlit all the time on this podcast, but even when he drops an album, I'm kind of like, I want to hear. I'm not joking. <laughs> okay, well, one of us. One of us jokes a little bit. One of us is, is deeply hurt by DJ Khaled, like personally injured by DJ Khaled. <laughs> and Jess lights him up every week and it's hilarious. But like when he when he when he when he when he, when he releases a track list, um, you know, I'm still excited to dive in and just be like, who's gonna get the best verse on this? Who's gonna own like Cardi B on that that track? And 21 Savages verse is crazy on that too. But but I don't know. I don't know why those compilation or, or whatever, whatever you want to call them, like Avenger-like albums, just feel... Maybe it's because of the big names. I don't know. I don't know. It's just that, as I said, like right at the very start, the very first thing I said about this topic was this is messy. And like it just... It does feel messy and 68 Artists feels messy and yeah, uh, I don't know what else to say. Like, it, it just feels a bit messy. And, and I am glad that I'm able to just take a step back and just look at the album objectively and listen to it as a project. But I feel what you're saying because I did that with the Beast Coast album where I was like, I have to know who these artists are and I have to know who they are and listen to their music and, and understand. So, yeah, far out, man. That's that's an overwhelming task. And yeah, that's hard to do with a 68 guest spot mm. album. 
yeah, so I think overall, I'm, I'm, my is just my thoughts is just like um, it's kind of like okay, stay with me here. So not, this is gonna be odd, but um, this is like a university essay, right? Where I don't know what it's like in Australia, but in the UK, if you're um, if you're late on the deadline, they cap it. If you if you give it in like a second after the deadline, you will be capped at forty percent of the over of the overall thing. So yeah, that's crazy. The best you can get is like a C, basically, right? Yeah. I feel like this is that where the just the, just the concept of this many people. This many guest spots mm. and and only an hour and three minutes of runtime mm. is the is the equivalent of just giving in an essay late and being capped to forty percent. I'll give them the C, but then they they just can't they I can't give them a B or an A simply because the con the, the concept they have put themselves in is just yeah un. It, not not um, not not listenable to me, but it's it's a struggle for me personally. Just just because of how I listen to music, it doesn't it doesn't fit. Uh, I need to like I said, I just I just need to know who's on what, and if I like that person, then I'm gonna explore that person further. There's a level to it, and clearly. 60 and above <laughs> that's is too much that's the cap <laughs> maybe 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 20 60 is crazy maybe 20 <laughs> let's set uh, it there let's, let's start at 20 guest spots and see <laughs> and see how we get get on there so um yeah with that with that said that is that is the analogy i hope it works i think it, it does works. it does but work yeah that's just well. how i that's how i can grade it like it's it's good it's good for the it's good for what the concept is even though i really do not like the claustrophobic nature of this but you know it's a you know an artistic sense collaboration is great in many facets of many facets of being creative and you know it's a it's a it's a it's an achievement in itself but fucking hell this this i i do really believe there is such a thing as too many cooks for the broth and you know uh, even though i enjoyed it I, I'm getting a bit of spoiled broth, uh, just just a little bit, just just a little bit here, not 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 absurd amounts, but just just a little bit, just a little bit here and there. But um, anyway, you nailed it, you totally nailed it. I don't. This has basically don't... been like a RTD review session, if anything. I know, I know. We ended up getting into it, but uh, I think we had to. I think we had to. You you are fast becoming. I just wrote I, I just wrote this down on my little pad. I I called you the analogy assassin. Because you're just coming up with this stuff. I love these visuals that you come up with. It's crazy, bro. I told, I, bro. <laughs> bro, I told, I told you. Like, if you when you talk on wax this lot for this lot for as long as I have, and when you write on wax for as long as I have, and you have the writing style that I have, which is very talkative, <laughs> you you just you just you just get creative with this kind of stuff. And I just I, just, I don't know. So it makes it fun. It makes it fun for me, and uh, hopefully for you know for the people that listen so um yes big up myself <laughs> killed it uh do you want to get to a lighter note do you have anything this week i have well i have two actually so um i meant to say this last episode uh so big up big up to fan of the show Oren willis big up uh hit me up on my personal dm hey, shout out to tell me shout they out. enjoyed the show Thank and you. uh enjoyed it in- shout out to Oren and uh told us that tell me that he enjoyed uh, the uh major label either major label or independent label episode i forget which or just the whole series overall he enjoyed it so big up for that and he asked me he asked me if we should do if if we're doing merch and i was just uh i meant to ask last episode uh if that's what the audience want so Mm. i just wanted to say if you're listening and if you're a fan of the show do you want merch? Because I, I, I don't I, I don't think we're at that level yet, are we? I, I don't know if we are. I don't know what the, really the mm. level of give out merch is, but I, I just didn't really I just didn't really have that in my mind. So big up for put that for putting that uh, thought in my head. Um, if 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 more people ask for merch, then I mean give the people what they want, I guess. But um, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's an interesting concept. And uh, but anyway, that was that was kind of a that was kind of a, a side that I'm just meant to do from last week. Um, but my true lighter note, okay, 
is okay. I'm going to. I'm, oh. just, I'm just going to just ease into this. What is this? Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. And it's not. It's nothing. It's, it's nothing bad. It's, it's nothing. Okay. It's nothing bad. I'm not going to go off. This is not a matter of going off. <laughs> I just need to understand because. Okay. I don't know. I don't really like the context put on this. Okay. And I've been really wondering why it's been so memed. Okay. I'm scared, man. Ben, I don't like the fact that we take the piss out of the quote lyrical miracle. I, okay. It, it kind of pisses me off. Whew. Okay. That's calmed me down. I, I, I get it. I, I get it. There. What do you What do you think I was going to get to? I had no <laughs> idea, I Charlie. Heavy? I had no idea. Look, you, were you, you I was just like, have I said something ridiculous? Am I going to get lit the fuck up right now? I was terrified. My heart is racing. <laughs> I did not want to be on the receiving end of one of your. Uh, I'm very yeah. Shit, man. All right, no, okay, let's get chill. into this because this, this this is good. This is all right. This is okay. Safe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. It's okay. You you're you're safe for another week. Whew. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I'm just I just don't I just don't like the 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 shitting on the quote lyrical miracle and I get it why people say it. I just don't like it because it just it it gives like a subconscious thought that lyricism in some form is corny and i get what people mean when they label whatever i am no, i'm not going to bother just like naming names but just um just labeling people lyrical miracle kind of waters down the whole concept of lyricism for me and you know i'm being very uppity about this i'm not you know i'm not this i'm being very fun police about this um, but I just, I just don't really like the, 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 the up, upturning of the nose of like, ooh, you can, you can rap. How dare you rap good or, or just rap with actual rhymes? How dare you? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm being very, uh, I'm being very fun police. I know, but I just, I just don't really like the, the, the I'm gonna shit on you for being, for, for rhyming kind of thing. It's just. Eh, eh. It just it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth, and I just wanted to know what your thoughts on it because, um, well, it's a hip hop podcast, so <laughs> it's a perfect place for it. I've never actually genuinely sat down and thought about it because, and it, uh, like now that I'm thinking about it, my brain is kind of whirring into gear. Where I think, just in general, in life, when we don't like something and we don't and, and we feel like it's uh, attacking or or uh, degrading maybe something we do like, we are going to apply a giant word to it or phrase, and we're just going to say that is negative, mm. and everything that falls mm. under that, I don't have to engage with anymore because it falls under this big term that I have said is yeah. negative. And so mm. the problem then becomes that you're now drawing comparisons between like Hobson and Eminem, or like, I don't know, Royce and... I don't know who else they put in this stupid lyrical miracle, whatever spiritual, critical, uh, unlivable, whatever. Logic. Like this cr- logic is always in there, of course. You know, like I didn't want to say it, but like, yeah, he's in there. But but then the thing is, the thing is, it gives you. It's really negative. I don't like it at all because it's just it's just stereotyping art, and it's stupid. Like, what, why would you be critical of someone for being? lyrical you could be critical of someone for using big words that don't make Mm. any sense but but i don't see these artists doing Mm. that you know i listen to hobson and he's not that bad man he's some of his lyrics are kind of cringe he's not that bad like it it just doesn't make any sense and i I don't agree with that i don't like it and I, i feel the same way about um the mumble rap kind of thing where people were just putting everyone into the mumble rap category and saying mumble rap is bad and if you're mumble rap, then you're bad, and I don't have to listen to your music yeah. anymore. And I'm just like, man, man, come on, just mm. at least give it a listen. At least if you're going to criticize something, you don't have to like it. You don't have to like it, but just give it a listen, and and just don't just don't just don't just not walk through the door. You've got to get through the door and have a look at what's in the room. You don't have to like it. You can walk back out, but don't just look at the house and be like, oh, I'm not going to like anything in there. It's just it's it's not fair. I agree with you, man. And I don't think it's being. I don't think you're being the fun police. I don't think so. I think you're calling out a genuine, a genuine issue that people. Uh, yeah, it's being memed now. It's being once something is a meme, it's it's going to become entrenched in the psyche of of 
pretty much everyone who has social media, and that's kind of sad to me. I think there's an episode here of just talking about meme culture now, because oh I generally gosh. think that... I've, I think I've said it before in previous episodes, where meme culture is really, really prevalent and actually changes our minds on things. Very influential. Um, for better or for worse. So, you know, just potential. Just to, I'm not going to... You no, know, lock you. it in or anything, but potential episode there. It's and, not a bad idea. Uh, and we also need to obviously uh, redo the uh, uh, third third verse. Oh, we gotta do that. Which, kind of, which low key fits in this kind of mold as well. we'll get so, there. Yeah, we gotta do that as well. So, um, well, <laughs> for the for the people, stay tuned for those two episodes whenever they come. I'm not gonna promise anything, but uh, they 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 will come in the future. But uh, yeah, that's a uh, yeah, that's a light note. That's uh, been digging in digits and. Uh, very, uh, very, very RTD heavy, but you know, we I think we got I think we got the points across in terms of just uh, our overall thoughts on label albums because it is one of those really niche, really niche uh, uh, concepts yeah. to uh, to uh, listen to, and uh, yeah. in my mind requires a, a, a new, a, a different way of listening. Uh, but you know, that's that's just me anyway. But uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, that has been digging digits. Uh, I have been Charlie Taylor of The Fifth Element. I have been Ben Carter of Hip Hop Numbers. And we shall see you next week, whether we do the meme culture episode <laughs> or the lyrical or the third verse episode. We'll get there. You, we shall find out next week, won't we? Uh, <laughs> have a good weekend, everybody. Have a good week. Have a good weekend. We shall see you next time. And until next, until then, get the words out. Take it easy, and jump. All right, peace. <laughs>